This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. This is the second part with Professor Andreas Holterman. In the first part, we had very interesting chat about physical activity paradox. I highly recommend to check it out if you haven't done so yet. In this episode, we are going to talk about health effects of standing and differences between static and dynamic standing. So, Andreas, uh, research shows that standing increases risk of musculoskeletal problems, for example, low back pain, but standing desks are getting more popular all the time in office work. But should you actually be standing more at work? What's your take take on this? Yeah, thanks. Um, I will say that, so my, my general take is that I think work is best when when people are able to do what the what they feel the best right if you are mm. having a sedentary work office work i think it's really good and also important that you have the possibility to stand up and work in a standing position perhaps also wo- work uh, while walking uh, more walks and talks and all these type of things i think mm. that for 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 in general i will say that it's really beneficial to be able to make the environment in which we work in in a way that we can really um, you know vary between the postures do some activities uh, and i think that's good both from a metabolic cardiovascular and musculoskeletal point of view mm. um, but i will say that uh, um, and i know there's been some discussion about in uh, office workers when does it become too much and so on and and to that, I normally say that well, most office workers, right, when you start to feel some uh, numbness in your legs, uh, when you f- start to feel a bit fatigued in your back, then it's about time to sit down, right? And then mm. I think 90, 95% at least, they sit down, right? We just mm. do what the body tells us to do, right? Um, but that's a completely different story from those having a type of work, and it's a lot of, of uh, quite high fraction in the populations are having a work which the work task requires you to do static standing. Mm. And uh, and w- some of the occupation groups where we have, so we have measured this with accelerometers, so accelerometer both on the thigh and the upper back, where we can really measure if they are standing and also if they, are, if they are doing some movements or if they're walking compared to if they're sitting, right? Mm. And then we can see that, for instance, in manufacturing, on average in Denmark, we have measured about 400 to 500 manufacturing workers. You can see an average is about five, five to ha- half an hour of standing. Mm. It's really difficult to, to define what standing, static standing and dynamic standing, but we can see in general, it's about five to five and a half hour with standing. And when we then talk with the workers, if we just take it from there, they report fatigue. They often say that, um, I just, I just talked with uh, some workers in the brewery and they said 
the first two to three weeks coming back from summer vacation, then they are going from, you know, sitting a lot and, you know, mm. and then coming back, standing, it's really hard, right? But after some weeks, when they are getting into it, it's getting better, right? Mm. Um, and in general, what we have seen is that, but mainly, mainly based on really poor self-reported data, that much standing, and then when you're having this type of occupation groups, have really having much standing. I'm not talking about 30 minutes office work. I'm talking about hours of standing. That we can see increases risk for low back pain. It increases risk for sickness absence. And it's also some studies which have shown that increases risk for varicose veins. Um, mm. so, 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 some cardiovascular, uh, symptoms or, or in principle, a, a disease. But the problem is that, uh, most of these studies, um, either they've been on very, very poor, measures it's so hard to self-report how much we are standing it's almost important i don't have a clue how much i'm standing mm. it's so hard right um that's one thing the other thing is that is that uh, most of the available studies they don't have uh data on those type of occupation groups having a lot of standing mm. so we don't have the able really we don't really have the ability to really make a dose response association up to several hours of, of static standing Hmm. Um, but it is some, it is some lab studies where they have asked people to stand. And there, uh, in one of the, uh, meta analyses, um, from, I think it was Peter Conan and the group, uh, uh, on, on standing, but it's, it's lab studies. So it's not that much, it's not long periods of standing, right? And it's not hmm. days of standing in a row or years hmm. of standing. It's just, and then they found out, well, if you, after I think it was 40, 50 minutes or something like that of, of static standing, then you really in, increase, starts to increase your low back pain and, and these type of, these type of issues. It's, it's also some studies were trying to, to measure, you know, the venous pooling in the mm. legs. So if you're static standing, then, then you don't get the mechanical help from like you're walking, right? Then you have the me- mechanical help from, from the, from the from the muscles to really help pushing the blood mm. up again to the heart, right? Mm. But if you're static standing, then you are just have the, the muscles in, in the legs are just activated, more or less static, not completely static, more activated more or less. So it's really much harder for the for the for the venous pumps, right, to to pump it up. So mm. th- for that reason, you have um, you have even worse. Uh, situation than if, if you're, for, for instance, are sitting for a long time in an uh, airplane. Mm. So if you're standing, it's, it's, it's in principle, you have venous pulling respect to that, which also has some health implications. Mm. Um, so, so that's another potential uh, um, issue. But again, you know, we don't, the, the studies we have are very, you know, physiological, it's based on Few people, uh, lab-based, shorter periods of time, and not really good measurements in populations having much standing and following up uh, prospectively in in time. Mm. So it seems that we don't know fully, but we have evidence that if you if you need to stand at work, it's causing many health problems. And your point was that if people can choose how they work that when they start to feel uncomfortable they usually sit down or rest in a different way that then 
then it's quite balanced and it's good. Yeah. So in general, yeah, I'll say it. Standing is not standing is not really you know it's it's not a hazard, right? It's good to do some standing, but in general, when it might become a problem is it is when you are are having some kind of not have the possibility to sit down or to move. To walk mm. is the best thing you can do you now to 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 re- reduce the the uh, venous pooling, right? Mm. So uh, the problem is if it's a demand, and that could also be you know if you are at the festival, standing for hours and hours and hours listening to concerts. Of course, mo- most of us can't sit down if it's but you know that's that type of situation where you we are not able to sit down or or, or, or walk for hours. That's potentially that can potentially be an issue both for musculoskeletal perspective, but also from a kind of cardiovascular perspective. But mm. we need again, we need to have just I just dream of having the same type of variable measurements and data and really good cohorts on these type of populations and exposures, like we have for sitting office workers. Yeah, we have it all, right? Hmm. But we need to have it also for these type of occupation groups. And then so, someone, someone asked me, well, aren't we everyone, everyone in our population, everyone I know is just sitting. Well, but that's often because though, you know, those people you know are often having the same educational background as yourself, as researchers, uh, coming from the, you know, the same, uh, living in the same places and everything. But if you are in a surveillance based on self-report, you can see it's, it's you know it's one third of adults in the working population having walking and standing primarily have a walking and standing work. For most sedentary behavior and physical activity researchers, collecting the research data is one of the most frustrating steps of a project, especially as inefficient data collection steals too much of your precious time causes unnecessary stress and hassle, and can easily derail progress of your project. This is why we devised a revolutionary new way to collect data, introducing Fibian Sense Motion, the beginning of a new era. Fibian Sense Motion is a cutting-edge, next-generation system that allows you to easily and remotely collect, store, and manage data. Our solution features a tiny, waterproof device that captures the sedentary behavior and physical activity data, a mobile app for automatic uploading of the data from the device, and a cloud service for managing the data. Even better, all collected data is GDPR compliant, and you have access to automatically analyzed variables of activity types and raw 3-axis accelerometer data. Don't compromise on the quality of your research or the project timeframes. Discover the convenience and power behind our solution at sense.fibian.com. That is S-E-N-S dot Fibian, created by researchers for researchers. Hmm. Yeah, so, so it seems that we don't really know how much standing starts to be a risk but if you would need, you're the expert on this. If you need to give an educated guess, how much would you say that you can stand? And after it starts to be a problem or could potentially be problem for a continuous period and then for total standing time per day for consecutive days. 
yeah so um, i don't think I, i'm necessarily so much better than others because it will just be my personal opinion right i would prefer to have the data to, to really say something about the evidence. I think one of the best, I think in, in this in this uh, meta-analysis from Peter Conan, I think they said, well, they, it would be good if you are having a period of 40 minutes or something like that standing, then mm. you should have a, a period where you are doing non-standing. And that mm. non-standing should not only be sitting, it should also be something, some moving, right? So I think something like that. I think uh, if you are having some kind of 40, 45 minutes then you ought to have a break. Hmm. You ought to, you should have some kind of break, 15, 20 minutes, not necessarily, not necessarily break from your work, but you should have some, a break from the static standing where you're hmm. doing something else. So, so I think something like that. And of that, of course, then it depends on if you're working, working a, a, a shift of 10 hours or 12 hours, of course, then you should have some more periods of, of breaks, right? In the in the mm. standing compared to if, if you're just having a four or five hours uh, standing uh, working hours. Yeah, and and we have been talking about static standing and walking between is really good. How do you feel about different kind of aids that help in dynamic standing? For example, a soft mat that you can kind of move on it or kind of balancing board. And there's quite many things which kind of help you being di- more dynamic in standing how good these are for you for standing would you recommend these kind of things um yeah, that's a good question so in principle i think for office workers so on for those type of workers we can just choose i think that that is just about i, th- I think it's the same as what i started out to say do what you feel best right if you feel it's good to to have some kind of dynamic uh, equipment to to reduce the static standing fine uh I don't know if I haven't seen any hardcore evidence for it, but I was just saying, why not? If it doesn't cost that much and you like it, go ahead, right? Mm. Um, I know that it's been this has been a question for in manufacturing, for instance. So those standing for many many hours, there it's it's been so so it's shown that if you are having this type of um, what's, what's it called so if you mattress. if you're standing just yeah madras or some so you know that. Yeah. That can help with respect to respect to pain levels and so on. But I, I haven't actually. I, I think also there it's lacking really good randomized control trials. Mm-hmm. But if you are going out to to most of these type of occupation uh, occupation, then you say see that they are not standing on the concrete floor, right? They are mm-hmm. having some kind of madras or, or whatever to yeah to um, yeah to to reduce some of the mechanical um, load, right? But but uh, uh, more in most of these type of jobs, you know, then it's about either it's about precision. So you need to be something very precise. And then it's hard to find somewhere, you're kind of just standing, you know, in some dynamic state. Or it's, it's about that often it's, when you're standing, it's because you need to reach out for different things and pick different things or do so. Then it's also dif- difficult, you know, to, to have some kind of dynamic uh, tool uh, to stand mm-hmm. on, right? So um, I, again, I think I think it's uh, again I, I think in manufacturing there is the place we need to test these things, mm. and not in the office yeah. environment. Good, good points. I think we are running out of time. So I would like to ask if you have any final remarks related to standing and health risks and dynamic and static standing. Yeah, the 
what I just would like to say is that I think it's so good that we're now getting accelerometers and other uh, devices which can precisely measure standing. Because I think standing has got way too little attention. It's got attention because because of breaking off the s- sitting time, right? <laughs> we should rather yeah. stand, right? Yeah. But we haven't really been able until very recently to have good data on what's the what's the what would be the best composition of behaviors. How much should you sit, stand, walk, right? And there, I think because we can see that general people in the population we are actually standing quite much, but we don't know much about when is it good or doesn't matter, right? For for health, so mm. I think that's a really important step, and I just really hope that people will start to dig further into that type of data to to investigate investigate what what is the healthy pattern what's the healthy mm. behaviors uh, of sitting standing and moving perfect so it was really a pleasure to have you really important and relevant points so thank you for taking the time thanks it was great Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.